Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 244 and today's topic is the final season, the final episode, the season finale, Snowfall. Titled The Struggle, the description reads, The Snowfall Sega Comes to an End. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. But my day one listeners, (laughs) y'all know how I feel about me some Snowfall. I have recapped every episode. I'm very passionate about Snowfall. So yeah, we about to talk about it. However, this will not be my final time talking about Snowfall because next week I will do a special episode and it will be the legacy of the TV show Snowfall. I'm just talking about the characters, the character development, big scenes that took place throughout the series, true events um, that took place in that time in South Central in the 80s, dealing with the CIA and the the crack epidemic, Reagan. Um, We're going to talk about all of that. So um, next week I will have a special episode where we'll talk about the show and then talk about true events as well. This episode was very, very emotional, <laughs> but I think they, I was satisfied and I'll explain why as the, as we, you know, dissect scene by scene, but really quick, if you need to get in touch with me, my Facebook is Alicia Shanice. My Instagram is Alicia Shanice Reviews. My email is aliciashaniceReviews13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any recap requests. With that being a TV show, a movie, a docuseries, um, if you want to re- recap out, all you got to do is hit me up. Let me know what you want. I'll check it out. Get the recap out within a week or so. Also, if you have any businesses, brands, or music that you're working on, please let me know so I can shout out your business or brand free of charge for everything. I don't charge for recap requests. I don't charge to shout out your business or brands. I just love to show love to people who show love to me, and I love whom loves me. You know, I love to spread love the Brooklyn way. So holla at your girl. Just let me know. And if you just want to say what's up, that's cool, too. So we made it to the season finale. Thank you guys for spending these nine weeks with me. Um, I hope if you came for Snowfall, you are not here to go. I hope you're here to stay. <laughs> so um, we, we're about to talk about it, but I just wanted to give a special, special thanks for the support uh, for the nine weeks of coming to listen to me do all my recaps for this episode more recaps will continue each week as we support our power universe and other shows. Uh, eventually, I'm about to start recapping The Godfather of Harlem. Um, we can also go back and I can recap older episodes of Godfather of Harlem, just like I did Snowfall. So if you guys have any shows that you're interested in me recapping, just please let me know and I will get them out for you. Um, so on that note, yeah, let's get into the show. And let's talk... Um, Let's talk Franklin Saint. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Shanice. And I'm just coming in and checking in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy, as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent? You know, And that could be a solo trip, 
a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It. T B B O O K E D I T. Follow them on Instagram on Instagram. Or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At tbbookedit, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. She's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Open it up off that instrumental, walk on by, and then kind of blend in for that love of money because that was Mr. Saint's downfall for the love of money, the greed. This episode brought the season full circle, very poetic ending, a very realistic ending, think the writers did what they had to do they didn't give us that normal drug dealer goes to jail drug dealer gets gunned down they took it to another level and they took it to a very realistic level very very realistic level and i don't think maybe one or two but i don't think too many people predicted this ending so it opens up and we got Franklin going into the bar. I loved on how they did that. Showed his initial reaction of, damn, what the fuck did my mama just do? Damn, my money is really, really gone. Damn, Teddy's dead, <laughs> you know. Um, 
I loved it. I loved it. He goes into the bar. He is just frantic, you know, all over the place. Calls Miss Veronique. He's just looking at the phone and she's like, Franklin, what happened? He just looks so fucking befuddled. Like, you know, he like V. Why would she do this? She fucked us, V. She fucked us, V. She killed Teddy. And and V is just trying to calm him down. She like, come back home. We can, we can, we can put something together. Calm down. And it just shows him sitting at the bar. And the bartender gives him the first shot on him. And it was just like, you know, this Franklin. Franklin don't drink. Franklin don't drink. I can pull up a clip from season one, episode one. He don't. They they asked him, like, Mel was like, why you don't ever drink? He, Franklin don't drink. It's not his thing. And throughout the whole series, if we seen them partying, um, having house parties at Jerome's and Louis Bar, you've never seen this man take a drink. So this was like, you know, when people was taking that first hit off the rock. This was like his first hit, you know, like, fuck it. Give me a drink. Just give it to me. And then he gets a page from um, Stephen Halfemeyer. And Stephen Halfemeyer, we've seen a, a different side of him. You know, he like, listen, if you don't want to go to Brit- prison, bring Ruben here right now. And Franklin, <laughs> the way he ran and got Ruben and dropped that motherfucker off. And Ruben, he punched Ruben out. Ruben, like, you can't trust the CIA. Franklin, you can't trust the CIA. And Franklin hurried up and dropped him off. We seen two men walking out with half a mire and they grabbed him up. So we can just assume that Ruben is dead. And I, that was one thing that kind of bothered me. Um, I mean, we really didn't need too much of half a mire. We really didn't need too much more of Ruben. But Ruben's character, I will say his character was a disappointment on how they brought him into season five. Like he was just about to be badass and be neck to neck with Teddy. He really ended up being a disappointment, especially for me being such a narco fan and he played El Chapo I just I mean I know you can't play El Chapo in every um show but just like on how we you know loved Franklin that's like seeing Franklin go and you know just being some other character on a different show I don't, I don't know it just like Ruben's character was a really really big disappointment especially that he was the one who took out Avi and I love me some Avi so we get into the next scene. And, and and back to Ruben really fast. It was like Franklin could have used him for a little more leverage, you know, on how first he was threatening half a mile, like, well, I go to the FBI. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It just was like, damn, why did we even have that? I don't know. Ruben was just such a disappointment. But moving on. In the next scene, we see Franklin. He walking over to Leon's. And as he's walking up, Leon is talking to his crew. He's telling them, like, you know, the game has officially changed for us. You know what I'm saying? The plug is gone. We ain't got no plug no more. We ain't got them, you know, saying them priceless that we used to have. We don't have that pure shit no more. So we need to get product from anybody. It could be the essays. It could be your cousins. It could be stepped on. We just need some product to keep the shit moving until we can get back. And Franklin marches in. And... You know, Leon just just puts his head down like this nigga. He, you know, like Franklin. At this point, Franklin's gone. But Leon, like, look, 
we found Sissy, but she sent the lawyer away. She wanted to see me. And as you know, he's talking to him about his mom. <laughs> Franklin just cuts him off. He like, look, it ain't nothing we can do for her now. She lost her motherfucking mind. Now look, Lee, how much money you got? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I need money. How much you got? And Lee looking like, I got almost three million. <laughs> Franklin get all happy like he about to do a cartwheel. He like, that's what I'm talking about, nigga. I need all that. I need all that. And then in about five years, I'm going to make you a partner like you should have been all alone. And then we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do this. And Leon just kind of got to sit back in his chair. He like, let, let, let me ask you something, bro. Why do you think your mama did that? And Franklin just like, because she lost her fucking mind. She crazy. <laughs> Leon tries to talk to him. But he was just all happy. Leon had almost three million, even though he just borrowed five hundred thousand from him. And we're gonna talk about Franklin and the money in a minute, especially when we get to Veronique. But when Leon tried to reason with Franklin, he instantly turned into Teddy. I'm the reason you got money in the first place. Y'all wouldn't have shit if it weren't for me. And you gonna give me that three million or something, I'm gonna motherfucking take it. And Leon just looking, he ain't, he ain't bagging up. He just looking at him like, who are you right now? And at the same time, the project niggas, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 they surrounded him smoothly, getting them guns ready. And Franklin had to look around and kind of get a little reality check and had to leave. He like, this really how you want it to end? Leon like, no. No, I don't. So Franklin was wrong right there. But at the end, <laughs> for the most part, Franklin had lost his fucking mind already. Like, Franklin lost that 70 million and ain't been right since, which has always been understandable with me. I always been on his side. They're like, if I lost a thousand dollars, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 70 million. I get it. I get it. But Franklin lost control of himself. He lost himself. And not only that, it was an obsession. It was greed. And if he just would have took the time to sit back he could have recovered, and I'm going to talk about that. So we get into the next scene, and we go to the courtroom. And Mama Sissy, she has been hit with first-degree murder. The judge asked her how she pleased, and she's like, guilty. And she said that guilty like she was proud, goddammit. And then she had to add, you know what I'm saying, her lad lip. I am guilty of killing a CI officer, a CIA officer who flooded the drugs in our community and funded an illegal war. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Mama Sissy. I mean, she said like she was proud. She said guilty. <laughs> and the judge, he gets to yelling. He like, shut up. <laughs> so Franklin, he looking at her like, he, he's sweating hair all over the place he just gets up and walks out and as he's walking out we see that the same detective um following him now this is the detective do y'all remember this detective he appeared in season two he was the arresting detective who um 
went to her home when he shot Kevin. And remember when Andre nosy ass was like, you looking for the boy? Yeah. I known him all my life, but it ain't been good and good lately. That was that same detective, and that was also that same detective from season four who told Irene Ivy some little intel about Franklin and how to get in touch with um, Moreno, you know. So this detective, he has showed up periodically throughout the series, mainly in season two and season four, if you guys didn't remember. So he gets to bringing up Irene, Andre, Kevin, you know, and he like, now look, your Uncle Jerome gone. And look, your mama, you know, she ready to bring it all down. I know you had something to do with this. And you know, Franklin, he, he, he Franklin, <laughs> Saint, <laughs> CEO of Rock, <laughs> he, he don't give two fucks right now. So he like, we'll do something about it, nigga. Your Uncle Tom. So, you know, Franklin gonna be Franklin. And the detective just looked at him. You know, he can tell that. Franklin has unraveled. And so in the next scene, we see Wanda Bell. And she's talking to Leon and she's asking him, like, you know, if he thinks Franklin will come after him. And he tell her, like, nah, he ain't gonna come back here. And she like, well, without Sissy's money, the shelter will be closed. And they're gonna be on the streets in two weeks. Is nothing here for me. I'm gonna give me a one ticket to Ghana. And he just, he listened and it seemed like he understood it. He gave her some money to go start her new life and she was hurt, rightfully so. She like, you're not even going to try to stop me? <sighs> I, I felt bad for Wanda. You know, all she wants, they don't really have a lot keeping them there. We know how Leon family really didn't even try to help him, especially his mom when he was in trouble. Um, her family won't really deal with her. They don't have any kids. So she like, we can, we're young, we can start over. And, you know, he, he's conflicted, <laughs> you know, he's conflicted. So we get into the next scene and Franklin goes to see Mama Sissy. <laughs> Who won't even talk to him, by the way. She pick up the phone, but she won't say a word. And he like, look, mama, <laughs> you got to quit running your mouth. You know, just go on ahead and say, you know, you, you, you went crazy for a minute. Take the insanity route. She's still just looking at him. He like, mama, I got a question. <laughs> You couldn't have just waited 10 seconds. Why, mama? Well, 10 seconds, mama. <laughs> and mama sissy just hangs that phone up and gets up and walks away calmly with just a look of disgust, a look of disappointment, a look of, is this my son? Or a look of just, just a blank stare like I'm tired. So... After that, Franklin ends up back at Mama Sissy's house, and he gets a knock on the door, and it's Paul Davis. Now, here's the thing. Okay. Paul Davis. Everybody should remember who Paul Davis is. Remember Paul Davis? He he entered the series season four. This is who Mama Sissy was trying to get the real estate with, but he backed out when that whole Irene Ivy article came out, the outs and did. Um, he was the one who got Officer Nix, who took Mama Sissy and banged her head up against 
Andre's tombstone. He's the one who got him um, basically on a desk job and out of that precinct uh, and had Franklin take the bookstore away from the older couple. So Paul Davis, he definitely got influence, money. Um, it would have been a good thing to go ahead and take that deal. And, you know, he comes in there. He like, listen, coming in here regarding the offer your partner made about the downtown building. And Franklin, like, my partner. And he like, no, it must have been a mistake. That that offer is not available. And Paul Davis was looking pissed. Now, now once again, let's go back to who Paul Davis is. This man is powerful. He has influence in the South Central and L.A. area. And the way he was looking at Franklin, and Franklin, he already looked like he was – everywhere i'm like let's hope he don't just snap paul davis neck and that's gonna be a whole nother level of what the fuck did you do but paul davis left like all right might have been a mistake but that that was a mistake in my opinion and franklin took all that rage back to pregnant veronique now she like look i was just testing the waters trying to get you know get a look at the numbers of what we could do and to be fair he called his wife to be the mother to be of his child in a panic. What was she going to do? She's trying to have your back, you know, say what you want about Veronique. I, I've been seeing all the comments. Whoop, whoop, whoop. She did, she that. I know we can trust her, but think about it. Veronique really has been down this whole time. Let's just be real. And then on top of that, you call her, you're frantic. Of course you wanted the money. Who wouldn't have wanted the money with you? But She's trying to think of a game plan, and she didn't go ahead and make a deal behind your back. She was testing the water. She was throwing the numbers out there. Y'all got the big-ass building downtown. You lost your real estate business. You can start over, you know, and he tells her that he's not making the deal with Paul Davis, and that he built this shit with his famous brick-by-brick line, how he say it. I built the shit, and I can destroy the shit. And then he goes on to tell her that he sold all of the South Central buildings to Tofwig, the slumlord. And when he said Tofwig's name, and yes, I did call him Tofwig with that raggedy ass toupee he had all season two. Remember, Franklin bought all those buildings to pick up the community. Remember, Tofwig was dogging people out. He was putting them out. He wasn't keeping the buildings up. He was treating sissy so wrong and they already had a war going on when uh they took the buildings when they over they he overbid them and they had to send his goons back to him when he sent the goons back if you go back to season two you remember it but you sold the, the buildings back to Tofwig, franklin and frank and, and veronique just looked she like you know what enough is enough enough is enough <laughs> Now, where Franklin fucked up that even more was putting his hands around that damn girl neck. Say what you want about her. Say people can't have it both ways. You say, you know, I, I get we love Franklin. We all love Franklin. <laughs> but we can't just make excuses for Franklin all the time. Listen, he was unhinged. And if he just would have heard her out, 
it would have been a good plan just to sell the downtown building. He could have got some millions. You wouldn't have been at 70 million, but you at least would have had some motherfucking millions right there. Just a couple. And with his brains, after he calms down and gets a reality check, and Veronique, Veronique is smart, you know, she's a lawyer. She's very business savvy when it comes to that. And she's a scam artist. But y'all putting those couple millions y'all could have got from that downtown building. Not mentioning the 1.8 million she took to the Miami uh, offshore accounts. Not to mention what y'all got from Louis and Jerome when y'all stole from them. Y'all would at least had about 10 with $10 million in the 80s. And y'all too, the brains y'all got, which would, frankly, what you built, you could have been building your empire slowly back up. It would have took a few years to get back where you were at, but you could have been on your way, bruh. If you would have calmed your ass down instead of putting your damn hands on this pregnant girl neck who been riding for you, been riding for you, but her mom had warned her and it was too many red flags. She dipped. She dipped. It is what it is. Could she have left them a thousand here or there? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but she dipped because if she would have stayed, Franklin might have killed her. Let's just, we all love Franklin. I get it. I get it. I get it. Don't get mad at me. We all love Franklin. I get it. I did too. But he was unhinged for the love of money, the greed, the pride. It was getting to him. The old Franklin, the shit he was doing. And like I said, I get it too. 70 million. It's gone. That's going to make anybody go insane. But he had other chances to turn shit around it, it wouldn't have been 70 million right back but with his brains with his resilience and with the girl he had the woman you know was the wife to be with her brains and what they were building they could have built that back they could have built them back so he messed up right there he messed up right there so leon goes to see mama sissy and they have a heart to heart. She tells him to get Sagana. She like, you need to go with your wife. Because Franklin, his loss is one of the greatest tragedies of her life. But Leon has been her greatest surprise. And she loves Leon like a second son. And even in this situation, even in this situation, Leon was so emotional over Sissy, her circumstance she was in, just like he was so emotional over losing Jerome. And this Franklin family, you know what I'm saying? Franklin, he just, Franklin just for Franklin. When Jerome got killed, the first thing he could say, you know, this would have never happened if he never would have broke away from me. And then your damn mama in jail. And I know how everybody feel about mama Sissy is. Listen. I love me some mama sissy, okay? But just like um, Franklin is just Franklin. My mama lost her mind. Jerome, this would have never happened if he would have never wrote. Everything is somebody else's fault. And I get Franklin was fucked over in a few different ways, but he did some dirty stuff too. And one thing I can say about the writing, I loved how everybody had their own personality. And to me, you could see it from so many different you know perspectives you can see mama sissy's perspective you can see why people are angry with her you can see franklin's perspective on certain things i couldn't really see louis perspective <laughs> but you can see the the 
the confliction with Uncle Jerome, you know, not wanting to have work with his family, but want to be by his wife's side. You can see the confliction with Leon. You know, it's just like this whole cast, they brought it and they brought it with their emotions and they, they all made us love them, you know. So I just love Mama Sissy and Leon's relationship, just how he was just so emotional over her circumstance. And like I said, this is not, even though he grew up around his family, you know, he had more emotion for both of them than Franklin had. This 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 whole episode was overload. Like, I mean, it was it had me emotional. It, it had me emotional. It was heavy. It was heavy, y'all. So we get into the next scene. <laughs> Franklin sitting in his car, chugging down some whiskey. <laughs> Now, remember again, this is someone who doesn't drink. And did you see how he just chugged down that goddamn whiskey? <laughs> so he goes into the bank. And when he goes in there to speak with the banker, Phil, <laughs> we see Veronique was in the bank earlier and she withdrew $800,000. This nigga went into a trance. It was like he wasn't even there. You know, it just circled around the bank and you seen no one but him, but you just heard, yeah, she was in here. She made a substantial withdrawal. <laughs> and it was like, damn, Franklin again. <laughs> this nigga can't win when it come to win. When it come to women. You know, you just was like, damn, you know what he just did to Veronique. You know, if you take your you know, if you take your emotions out of it and it's just not Franklin and it's just like, say it's your sister or just, you know, you, you know, and somebody just put their hands on you and it's like, I don't know what he's capable of. You can understand what she did, but then it's just like, damn, Franklin, Franklin can't catch a break. Like 800,000, 800,000, the love of your life from a child shot you. Had you on a cane. And that's what was the downfall for a lot of shit. Because when he got back to the business, it was the whole war with Scully and Manboy and everything was just out of control. Then you think you rekindled your second romance with Tanase just to find out, you know, she was Manboy's little plug to put in there and the spy. And then now the woman who was carrying your child and wiped you out at your lowest moment, goddamn. I had to pause it, sit there for a minute and take it. And like, I'm just like, damn, Franklin. And he goes right back to the jail to see Mama Sissy. And Mama Sissy just grabs the phone, still doesn't say not one word. He like, Mama, Mama, my Mama, that bitch Veronique. <laughs> She fucked me. She fucked me good, mama. But I got a plan. I got a plan. Look, mama, now you ain't never coming home. So I need for you to do me a favor. You know, I bought the house for you. I need for you to sign these documents. And, and she just, you know what? That scene, <laughs> this scene 
had me literally, um, I was like, Franklin, did you really just, let me just, I think we all could just, here, here we go, y'all, here we go. Mama, look at me, I'm in trouble. All I got left is the house. So I need to sell it because I need the cash. Even though I, I bought it for you. So, look, I, I got some documents that I just need you to sign them. I just need you to sign ownership over to me. Okay? Mama, listen to me. I'm, I'm sorry, but you're never getting out of here. Okay, that's the facts. So, just sign the paperwork and, and and give me some indication that you'll do that for me. Huh? Mama. What kind of fucking mother are you? You're not gonna fucking talk to me? Huh? This is all your fucking fault. You ended my fucking life. After everything I fucking did for you, you're not gonna fucking talk to me? You did this to me? You ended my fucking life. And Teddy should have blown your fucking head off. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. You fucking did this shit to me. You did this shit to me. You fucking did this. You ended my fucking life. Fuck you, bitch. Ooh, baby. When he said Teddy should have shot you in the goddamn head. Saint. Come, come on, Saint. Come on, Saint. This ain't the same Franklin who was that mama's boy from the beginning who was about to go to jail. And, you know, he could have got out of town, but he couldn't leave town without going to tell his mama he loved her. And, you know, had that, oh, this red in my water playing in the background. I'm crying off that episode. And, you know, just took me back to when he was in jail and when he went off on Alton and damn Franklin damn my nigga <sighs> okay y'all let me get it together y'all y'all know I'm emotional when it gets stuff off and I'm extra then it shows three months later so we did a time jump. And when I say three months later, I had to pause the TV again. I was a pausing TV motherfucker that day. I'm just like, three months later, I had to pause it, take a deep breath, exhale. Like, what happened three months later? Are we, are we time skipping now? <laughs> Shit. And then we see Top Notch. Now, y'all know I, I, I like Top Notch. We see Top Notch. Top notch. He looked tired. He looked like he was tired. He looked like he was tired of Franklin calling him. He looked like he was tired of working for Franklin. And he like, look, man, been three months. <laughs> I, I can't find her. I I I I I can't find her. You know, um, shit. Uh, I ain't looking for it no more. But I I ain't working for you no more. But I do got something for you. So. We seen Franklin tell him, you know, she should have had the baby two weeks prior to that. So, Veronique is gone. It's what she do. So now, Franklin finally 
got the information for peaches. So I already knew. I said, it's peaches. I'm like, yes, I get my closure on peaches. I wanted to know, you know, what happened to peaches. So Franklin breaks into the house like he, a ninja turtle. And we see an already half-dead peaches on the couch. You know, his arm just looked, ugh. As soon as he seen Franklin, he was like, Franklin Saint? My nigga. <laughs> Come to find out this fool been 25 miles away this whole damn time. So when you think about it, it really hadn't been that long because he disappeared in the middle of season five. Uh, it was going day by day. Season six picked up right after, like the day after so let's just say he'd been gone maybe almost a year. Um, so we see the good thing was Franklin had his gun on him because even though Peaches was already half dead, we see he still, you know, he still was ready. You see how he put that gun out quick and shit, it looked like he, he shot. I thought I could have swear Franklin got shot. So it was a good thing. <laughs> Franklin had his gun ready and was ready because, like I said, Peaches was half dead, but he pulled that gun out quick. It looked like he shot him, but he didn't. So Frank, Franklin finds the safe. He has a panic attack. He gets to cleaning up the house, drinking while he cleaning, <laughs> moves Peaches into the bathroom. And then in walks Miguel. Miguel just there to do his job. Miguel seems like to be a very nice man. Miguel seems to be just a decent, honorable man with three babies at home. And, you know, <laughs> Miguel, why you had to go to work that day, bro? <laughs> and, and I wish we could have got just a little bit more with Peaches where I wish, wish we could have just heard Peaches say why he stole the money. I mean, of course we know, but Peaches had just been so loyal, so down that whole time. I just wanted a little bit more, but I'm not going to complain about that part because I'm just happy that we got closure with it. So, you know, Miguel, he comes in and Miguel goes to work. He, he only had to use that drill one more time. He would have got that safe open. And then Ian walks in, this dude who looked like he, you know, he definitely was an addict too. And he like, where's Peaches? <laughs> Franklin like, I'm just here to help Peaches out. He's sweating and stuff. Miguel looking confused. But when my man ran out and yelled, Peaches, Peaches, I said, okay, that kind of solidified it for me. Was I the only one thinking that might have been Peaches' boyfriend? Because the way he yelled out, he didn't just, you know, run out there like, where my homie? Where Peaches at? Where... He like, Peaches? <laughs> I mean, he was hysterical. I'm like, um... Was this his Peach's boyfriend? I mean, because, you know, it was up in the air when Peaches was sick. We didn't know what was going on. It was the 80s. It was, you know, I really wanted them. I was thinking Peaches had AIDS from how he was sniffling, how he was coughing. And it was the 80s, you know, the 80s. And it was so many epidemics. And that's when AIDS, it was just people didn't really know what it was, you know. So that's where I thought they were going with that in season five. But you know, I understand Peaches was an addict and he wasn't on crack. He was on heroin. That's a, that's a drug that you have to have. If you don't, you get sick. So it could have been that too. So maybe he wasn't sick. I like what, I don't know, but that seemed like that might've been Peaches boyfriend. You know, I, I don't know, but Saint killed him too. <laughs> Saint walked behind him. Walk out. All you heard was pop, pop. 
Miguel got Miguel was about to jump out the window and then walks in Franklin. I'm just like, damn. Now, Miguel got the safe open. Franklin like counting. Saying it be about twelve thousand dollars there, which was another just poetic full circle moment. You know, everything was just full circle in this episode, especially if you go back to the first season, episode one, and you just, you know, go through the series. Everything was coming back full circle, but especially the season one, you know, um, 12,000? Damn, Franklin, that's all you got? But hold on, hold on, hold on. That's the first amount Franklin made from that first brick Ivy gave him. 12 racks that he sold to Claudia. And this what you got left? Started with 12, end with 12. <laughs> now I thought he was going to show Miguel some grace. He got to laughing. I thought he was going to be like, you know what, fucking Miguel. Tells Miguel to put it in his pocket and just go. So I'm like, okay, Franklin, you're going to let my man go home to his babies. He got some extra money. He had, I don't even think Miguel would have said nothing. He said he was just going to say it was another junkie. He was white. Miguel had a whole while by. But no, 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 no. Not Franklin saying. No witnesses. Soon as Miguel make it to the third step, Franklin shoots him and just sits there. I had to pause the TV again. Had to exhale. <laughs> Take a deep breath. And then it cuts to two years later when I press play. And I had to pause it again. Like, damn, another time skip. We, we time skipping again, okay? <laughs> Where we going now? Two years later. We see Detective Moreno. We see the DEA is still busy. And can we blame the DEA? Detective Moreno then lost a few ages by now. He's tired. He pulls up at a ranch. He's looking for Carla Higgins, a.k.a. Louie. That's the name she going by. So we see Miss Louie is on the run. We see whoever ranch she is staying at, they are covering for her. They said she came for work but left. And we just see her trembling. We like, damn. So this is what Louie has become. She's on the run. And Louie still had money. Louie just couldn't go back to get it. She had all those money in those offshore accounts, and she had frozen them. So it was a little risky for her to go back to L.A., especially with her knowing what she did to Buckley, and he had all his allies still on the LAPD. It was too risky for her to go back. So we see what her life had became, you know, and she didn't have no plug no more. And then... It cuts to Oso, which I really wanted a better ending for Louie. However, they already said it's a spinoff. So will we see her in the spinoff? And just shout out to Angela Lewis. Angela Lewis filmed this while she was pregnant. Angela Lewis filmed season three while she was pregnant. Just shout out to her, my Detroit sister. But we're going to talk more about Louie when we talk about all the characters in my uh ne my snowfall legacy episode so we'll go more in detail about louie but 
I wanted a better ending for her, but we see, you know, life is not so sweet for her either. You know, look what greed got her. You don't have your husband no more. You can't get your money because she still had all her racks. They was just in that offshore kind of she froze them because she was scared of what Teddy did to Franklin. Then we go to Oso, who seemed to have a happy ending. You know, he's back where he started. He's now he, he he's in Mexico, um, but he's back to his, you know, his first original love, which is wrestling. And he's teaching the younger kids, you know, wrestling techniques. He's working in the gym, just like he was when the show started. So we went back full circle with that. Um, he gets a message from his girl when he checks the phone and we see that she's settled in North Carolina, but she didn't reach out to two years later. So I'm wondering, I'm like, I hope the DEA didn't get to her and have her put up to that phone call. Who knows? But you know what will be what will be dope, and I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. Uh, if they do, you know, you know, like 50, 50, he took power and turned it into a whole universe. They could do that with Snowfall, to be honest. And also, he's down there in Mexico. You know how much shit happened in Mexico? Do you know how much storyline that could be when you go back to Lucia, who was his? He loved him, so Lucia. Lucia comes from a rich history of you know drug traffickers, and they. We're from Sinaloa. Sinaloa, come on, El Chapo. And they had those routes. Like, that could be a whole story within itself. He's in Mexico. What if he bumped into her? You know, because Lucia was still in the game. She had just, when um Half of Meyer had digged up where she was at, she was in Miami doing her thing. So that could be a spinoff with Oso by himself. You know, running into Lucia and then trying to get back to his family, the DEA on him, him, him back in the drug game. So that could be an idea right there. But so far, it looks like he has this happy ending. We don't know if we'll see him in the next spinoff or he could get his own. So we get a little closure as much as we could on um, Louie, who is now going by Carla Huggins and living on a ranch on the run and then also in Mexico who looks like he might take that trip to North Carolina because his girl said she wanted to see him and he's just smiling and you know we see he's working in the gym so then we get to basically the last part and baby what it was is yes it's this this episode this this finale was very depressing it was very overwhelming come on now the, the saint family you know we all grew to love them and we love franklin you know and it comes to one year later we got leon with the curl you know saying looking like a little mini jerome aka easy you know walking down the street on the same street that the show started from season one, episode one, Sissy Street. And, you know, we see how everything has changed. You know, it's just a bad neighborhood. And I promise y'all, just cut on Hulu, go to episode one, and just look at how it started and look at it, you know, look at the domino effect of what the crack did. And, you know, it came a long way from... Remember how Andre was patrolling the neighborhood? Remember when Lenny in, in season one, when he went to go try to shoot Franklin, Andre scoped him out quick. It don't look like you belong on the street, son. You know, now, shit, who, who you ain't going to see on that damn street? You know, we seen a Kroger cart, a little grocery cart and everything. So, I mean, it just took a downfall. So we got three little dudes there looking like they could be a little Kevin, little Leon, a little Franklin. Like, hey, cuz, 
What's that you with? <laughs> but yeah, I like, look, bro. I'm from here. Grew up here, 46th Street. <sighs> he goes to knock on the door. Because he likes somebody later, so you got the little boys clowning him. Which is realistic, realistic, y'all. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Franklin opens up the door. We see a homeless-looking Franklin, an alcoholic-looking Franklin, a rotten teeth-looking Franklin. And I, I had to pause the TV again and say, huh? What? When I hit play again, Leon looked at him like, damn, homie. Say, say it ain't so. Not saying. They go out to the back alley. It's a smoker out there. Franklin cuts her out. <laughs> Talks about Veronique calling them. Telling them she, they had a son and she was going to raise them right in a different country. Franklin took me out when he said, yeah. And sissy, she a treason, bitch. But she letting me stay at the house. <laughs> Leon was like, but have you talked to, to mama sissy? He like, you heard what I said? She a treason, bitch. I'm like, Franklin, <laughs> like, who the hell is this? <laughs> you know. Then he made a crack on Wanda. Like, did she go back to her first love? And then, you know, Leon, like, you know, Mira Jane, what is what it's all about? And she into the music business. So we see where they going with the spinoff. Um it, <sighs> I loved when they were walking through. I loved the homage they showed with the filming of Boys in the Hood. You had John Singleton sitting in the director's chair. You seen the little Doughboy, little Ricky, the little Ricky throwing the football up. I loved it that I thought that was homage in the best way. That was so dope to me and just so nostalgia because Snowfall is the prequel to Boys in the Hood. John Singleton said it out his own mouth. Um So Leon, look, I'm starting a free legal program. You one of the smartest dudes I know. I want you on board. And, you know, I think it broke everybody's heart. A damn show broke my heart. When Franklin like, hey, you got ten dollars. And they in front of Cho's store, Franklin's first job. And, damn, it just brought it back full circle. It brought it back full circle. To episode one, season one. Franklin was so happy to get that twenty dollars. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. It broke Leon's heart too. And as they walking back, we get the last scene, and it was very, very emotional. It was very emotional. This, this scene took me out. And hold on, y'all. These ads be irritating me. Here we go. Stand, yo, yo. Um, I ain't got no fucking change on me, man. Hey. 
free from all of it. My fucking way, not yours and not theirs. away y'all and the cops was about to take his house when he told Leon he was his best friend and he even gave Leon a new name he like yo nigga no name yo yo that shit hit me y'all <laughs> I'm about to cry right listen call me extra I don't care listen that shit hit me it hit me y'all because it was like he got a fate that was worse than death. It became full circle. And Franklin became Alton. Somebody he... Do y'all remember the disgust he had for Alton? This Franklin Saint. The ambition he had. This was a college kid. You know, a mama's boy. And look at the empire he built and how he self-destructed. The ending was heartbreaking, but it was a very realistic because this shit happened to a lot of Franklins back in the day. Do you know how many people you might see back in the day on the street and somebody might be, you know, might be your mom or your uncle or somebody older like you, believe it or not, you know, he used to be the man back in the day. You like, huh, him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It happened back in the day. I remember I was watching a documentary with about Alpo and um, you know, the the AZ and all them. And one of the smoker dudes was in there. He was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alpo used to hustle for me. Then he seen me one day, you know, I got on that shit. Yeah. He was like, Y'all, y'all, can y'all believe I used to hustle for this nigga back in the day? It happened. It happened in my city. It happened in New York. It happened all nationwide. Hustlers getting it. The number one man, the guy, the man was on the street so i seen people complaining about it but i think the writers did an excellent job because franklin's fate this is franklin he became his father and his his fate was worse than jail worse than death look what he was reduced to but in the end he said he was free that greed that pride was his downfall and at the end of the day the writers brought it home and it was so parallel of the whole beginning 
And it wasn't a fairy tale, it was reality. For the love of money. you guys for your support i want to thank you guys for checking out all of my recaps for snowfall i have recapped every episode so um i know a lot of people are going back to binge watch it because this episode just left you on just emotional roller coaster so i have recapped every episode if you guys want to check out my past snowfall episodes and i just thank you guys for tuning in these nine weeks for me i hope you guys are here to stay if you were new um for my day one listeners y'all know how i get about this show um i always compared it to narcos because narcos is one of my favorite as well they go hand in hand narcos showed you how the product was brought over here on how the traffickers got it over here and then snowfall showed you what it did to the inner city communities and then it intertwines with the cia with um you know big bush and reagan like it goes deeper than that so i will do um a snowfall legacy show where we discuss all of that but i want to give a shout out to um snowfall rest in peace john singleton one of the best directors writers to ever do it um and shout out to the whole cast and crew. Damson, Idris, you deserve a fucking Emmy. Um, 
Angela Lewis, Eamon Joseph. I mean, the whole entire cast and crew. Especially a shout out to Gail Bean, who played Wanda. When Wanda was on Rock, her portrayal of that character was so realistic. Like, I just want to give a whole shout out. Um, I know we kind of were critical in season five, but when you go back and you binge watch the entire season, you just realize that this was an amazing series. And I'm definitely here for the spinoff. I'm going to be recapping every episode, Lord's Will. Um, but I just want to give a shout out to a magnificent job. I enjoyed the season finale. Um, I thought they made it very, very realistic. And it wasn't a fairy tale. And that's what we needed to see. Because instead of glorifying drug dealers all the time, we have to see it full circle of what really happened. And believe it or not, it was way more Franklin's than just somebody just riding off into the sunset. It didn't happen. You might have had your, your few, but it was way more Franklin's in reality. Um, so just shout out to the whole cast and crew and thank you all for your love and support. Um, make sure you check out my past recaps of Snowfall. We're going to start talking about The Godfather of Harlem because that's another amazing show. And to me, it's just like Snowfall because it talks about the government, the CIA, um, instead of rock is Huron, and it's just based off in the 60s instead of the 80s. So we'll start talking about that as well. Um, but just an amazing job, an amazing job. And just to think, John Singleton was the creator and for him to transition and the middle of the series and they kept it going and did a fantastic job. Kudos. 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 So I'm going to get on out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you for your support. If you need to get in touch with me, you know how um, the all of my links or everything is in the description. If you listen on Spotify for the podcast, can you please hit the follow button? It will really help your girl out. It's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. Thank you.